This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, USOs. That's correct. Unidentified submersible objects. Now, much like UFOs, this phenomena is seen but not explained. Frequently, they are found uh, traveling between air and water, as we saw in uh, the recent uh, Navy video that was released where you had this high-flying UFO that skimmed along the waves as if it was just ready to dive in. In fact, we have lots of uh, accounts about UFOs becoming USOs as they dove in and out of the water. Going clear back to the time of Columbus when Uf- UFOs and USOs were reported on one of his journeys. We also see UFOs occurring as appearing to be just high-moving, unidentified submersible submersible objects, almost like a high-tech submarine, large objects moving at incredible speeds underwater. Now, while this subject has been around for a long time, it seems like it lacks the depths of study that UFOs do. And I found this article here, clear back from January 17th, 2007. Sometimes it's fun to go back and look at the old stuff just to see what kind of perspective people had about the UFO, or in this case, the USO phenomena, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Now, this article comes from PressTelegram.com back in January 17th, 2007. Long Beach Press Telegram. For nearly 60 years, rumors have circulated of strange flying objects emerging from the ocean off our coast and disappearing in a fantastic flash of speed or light. Now, this is Long Beach, California. If you go to uh, the Twitter page, UFO Warning, that's at Warning Sub UFO, you'll see a link here to the article, and you'll also see a link to a, a Google Maps page just to show you exactly where Long Beach is at. And you can think about that. And while you're thinking about that, you might remember uh, a couple of those UFO video groups, video uh, actually coming out of an area around Catalina Island, if you remember, with the Nimitz Battle Carrier Group. So this is all kind of in the same neighborhood, kind of a hotbed of USO activity down there in Southern California. It says, sailors, fishermen, dock workers, police officers, coastal residents, and others have reported eerie otherworldly ships emerging from and submerging into local waters. UFOs, it seems, have established an underwater base somewhere in the deep, dark recesses between the Channel Islands and the coastline between Long Beach and Santa Barbara. Despite a tendency to scoff at such conspiracies, I decided to do a little investigating, you know, just to be sure. Now the author continues, To learn more, I contacted UFO researcher Preston Bennett of Los Angeles, who appeared on the recent History Channel special, Deep Sea UFOs. Now, as an aside, uh, I thought this is one of the better uh, History Channel UFO episodes, and uh, Preston seems like a real sincere guy who's done a lot of uh, study on this, 
and uh, it was kind of a, a real joy to watch uh, this particular uh, episode because, as I said, there seems to be, frankly, a shortage of good material uh, content out there talking about the USO phenomena. It says here, Bennett reports more than 40 documented sightings off SoCal's coast since 1947, including several in and around Long Beach, San Pedro. In these types of cases, UFOs are seen moving into and out of the water, floating on the surface, and also traveling beneath the surface, Bennett said via email. Many of these cases are well verified, with witnesses including police officers, lifeguards, military personnel, and other professionals. Intrigued, I contacted Lieutenant Chuck Ingbring of the U.S. Coast Guard. Ingbring wasn't familiar with any recent UFO sightings at his agency, but recalled an incident not long ago, I remember this is 2007, where passengers on a commercial flight departing LAX reported seeing an unfamiliar object ascend from the sea to the sky off Point Vicente in Rancho Palos Verdes. Now think about that. A plane load of people sighting a USO ascend from the sea. You know, you would think this sort of thing would be legendary. But there's very little coverage of this incident. An unidentified submersible object comes up out of the sea, basically turning into an unidentified flying object, Witnessed by a plane load of people. And and what did we have? Crickets. That incident sounded strangely similar to a sighting in early November at Chicago's O'Hare International Airport, I recall. I called LAX. Although no one could recall the Pointe Vicente incident, I was referred to a July 22, 2002 sighting of a flying triangle off the coast. My next inquiry was to the LBPD. That's Long Beach Police Department, I assume. They had nothing recent to report, but there's always the famous images captured by LPD helicopter pilots on December 25, 2004. At around 11.30 p.m. that night, the chopper's video camera recorded a strange glowing object floating through the Long Beach sky. They forwarded the tape to local military officials who couldn't or wouldn't identify it. A copy of the tape was given to KABC and broadcast around the world, but nobody could figure out what it was. Maybe there was something to this UFO stuff after all. Now, isn't that amazing? The Navy uh, clandestinely releases three cockpit videos 15 years, and it takes uh, 15 years ago, or from 15 years ago, and it takes over the news cycle. But when a local police department captures something unexplainable, it's simply brushed under the rug. And this is a lot of the problem with the whole UFO uh, culture right now, is people tend to be looking toward an authority figure to tell them what to believe in. Honestly, the only way people are ever going to get disclosure is, like I say all the time on here, you're going to get disclosure on your own, doing your own research. That's how you'll find disclosure. You have to figure it out by yourself. Don't depend on some deep state agent to tell you what it is. Now the article goes on and says, My next inquiry was at Long Beach Airport. Airport spokesman Sharon Diggs Jackson said that in December, a resident reported seeing unusual lights moving erratically across the night sky. Airport officials couldn't explain it. As I learned during my research, such sightings date back to World War II 
When reports of UFOs and USOs, unidentified submarine, submarine objects, that's what he calls them, began surfacing around the area, the mother of all sightings probably occurred on the night of February 24th and 25th, 1942, in what became known as the Battle of Los Angeles. Jittery from the recent attack on Pearl, on Pearl Harbor's military personnel manning anti-aircraft weapons along the coast, were ready for action when, when reports spread of an unidentified aircraft approaching from the sea when a bright object was spotted above Santa Monica Bay. Shooting began, and the air over Los Angeles erupted like a volcano, according to press reports at the time. And I believe that quite a few people were injured or even killed from shrapnel that fell back to the ground during that event. Many more incidents followed in the succeeding decades, though thankfully none involved heavy weapons. On August 8, 1954, a Japanese steamship, Alikai, was floating off the coast of Long Beach when several crew members observed an underwater UFO. Bennett reported in a February 2006 article titled, Is There an Underwater UFO Base Off the Southern California Coast? As the intercepted radio message from the ship reads, Saw fireball move in and out of sea without being doused. Left wake of white smoke, coarse erratic, vanished from night. Saw fireball move in and out of the sea without being doused. So in other words, you got this fireball, or this what we'd frequently call day orb, going in and out of the sea. Left wake of white smoke. This is something that we often talk about, too. So maybe this thing was disabled, or maybe this was just a byproduct of its propulsion system. Course erratic vanished from sight. This is really kind of an interesting sighting. It's almost as like this UFO was somehow um, distressed. Possibly trying to repair itself or trying to recover to right its course, but then we're told that it vanished from sight. The article goes on says this is all getting a bit weird. The Press Telegram's new office, offices high above downtown Long Beach provide a perfect view of the port, harbor, and beyond to Catalina Island. Well, there you go. Here's Catalina Island. This has come up in so many paranormal UFO reports. And we even uh, hear a lot of uh, research done on Catalina Island, Catalina Island uh, in regard to giants being found there, uh, giants reported as being there from the Native Americans. So it seems to be a hotbed of paranormal activity. He goes on and says, Despite my deep skepticism during research into this column, I found myself staring out the window across the bay, hoping to catch a glimpse of something strange emerging from beneath. Now, I also um, connected to a couple of other um, items there at uh, the Twitter feed. I got a couple videos on there. One specifically, I think it's it's the In the Basement series with Nick Pope and the other fellow. I can't think of his name. And they do a pretty decent video on uh, underwater unidentified submersible objects in relation to the Navy. Uh, because of time, I won't get into that too much, but I just kind of wanted to go back to this one other article I found. I think it's from 2012. And this is from AETV.com, and the answer is an underwater alien base off Malibu. And we're kind of getting back to that area off the coast of Southern California, which seems to be this hotbed for UFO and USO activity. And I don't think it was that far from there where the Nimitz Battle Group uh, encountered uh, a couple of those 
UFOs that uh, were featured in the two and two of the three cockpit videos that were released. Now this says uh, location about six miles off the coast of Malibu Point Doom in California. Uh, the author is Rachel Bozek. And I'm looking for the date here. I want to say this is from 2012. It says, backstory, for decades, reports of UFO unidentified flying object and USO unidentified submerged object sightings along the Malibu coast have been fairly common. Rumors of an alien base or portal in this area are nothing new, but in recent years they have come to the fore within the UFO research community. The attention specifically to this location is largely due to reports of a stadium-shaped structure about 2,000 feet underwater, widely known as Sycamore Knoll. Some refer to it as an anomaly, while others believe it is an alien base. It's believed to be between 2.5 and, and 3 miles wide. Now, there's a link there uh, with the picture of this. It is... Uh, very uh, interesting, and some people do, in fact, believe that this is a USO base and responsible, I suppose, for uh, giving shelter to these multiple USO phenomena that are reported in and around that area so often. In 2014, okay, well, apparently the article's not as old as I thought. In 2014, radio personality Jimmy, captain of a conspiracy church, brought the matter up on his show Fade to Black referring to the area as a hub of USO, UFO activity, going back 40 years. Church questioned whether it would be natural or proof of an entrance to something inland, perhaps another Area 51. The massive aircraft testing facility in Nevada desert that has long been the subject of UFO theories and investigations, even after more solid explanations were provided by the government or something not yet considered. Wow, that's an awful lot of faith to put in the government, even after something after more solid explanations. Here we go again. This is what I'm always warning you about, this appeal to authority. Just because somebody has a placard on their desk saying that they are the head of such and such department doesn't automatically mean that they're going to tell you the truth. Good chance that they couldn't tell you the truth if they wanted to, because the questions that you're asking them would beg them to to breach national security. So to think that the government just provided a more plausible explanation for Area 51, so shut up and go home, I can't go along with that. But anyway, the article goes on and says, but not everyone in the UFO research community had, was convinced. Robert Stanley, a UFO researcher and the editor of Unicus Magazine, the self-described magazine for Earthbound extraterrestrials, reports having noticed this mysterious spot via Google's Earth several several years prior to Church's announcement, but says he didn't report it publicly and he was unable to substantiate its authenticity. Stanley says he doesn't know what the anomaly is, but he does offer a few thoughts. It feels like a red herring. He says this is some sort of weird distraction. It may be because Point Muga, which is nearby, is a very large, powerful Navy base that they don't want people to think of in terms of it being there, a secret military base. Preston Dennett, another UFO researcher and author of more than 20 books on paranormal and supernatural phenomena, is less skeptical. He's, belie he's believed in the alien base theory for years. I was convinced there was something there before the Malibu anomaly was publicized, he says. 
this underwater anomaly <clears throat> as seen on Google Earth. And there's a picture there. You can look at it. And then it goes on. And says paranormal activity. Uh, opinions are mixed about what the anomaly could be. Is it an alien base? Is it a government-created distraction? Or is it just the shape of the underwater train in the depths of the Pacific? Now, you know, thinking of that, okay, let's just imagine that it is just a simple, norm, just a natural uh, underwater uh, land formation. That doesn't mean um, that it couldn't be an alien base. Even more likely, it doesn't mean that it, if, if the train is there and uh, it lends itself to conceal um, submarine activity, I could hardly think that the Navy wouldn't take advantage of that. Uh, as far as that goes, it might not just be an alien base. It could be, it could be a submarine base, one of our own, that they prefer to keep top secret. Or could it possibly be, could possibly be an abandoned alien base from uh, years and centuries ago that the that our own navy has stumbled across of them, and maybe they're using it in that way. Who knows? But the anomaly is there. You can see it on the map. All we can do is speculate about what it could or couldn't be. The article goes ahead and says, and here's, excuse me, Stanley stands firm on his uh, nope to an alien-based stance. A lot of people are under the false impression that there's a UFO base there. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't UFOs there. I've seen them myself on many occasions, but just because UFOs are seen there, that doesn't mean that there is a UFO base under the water. And here's his reasoning. UFOs are coming in and out of portals, stargates, or wormholes. They don't need massive bases under the water or under the ground. I'm not saying there aren't any, but I don't need them because but they don't need them because they can just pop in and out of our skies anytime they want, anywhere they want, as far as I can tell. And I would have to kind of go along with that notion thinking these things are more along the lines of interdimensional, therefore they wouldn't have built up a large a physical basis. I would more, I, I would more think that uh, this thing, if it's anything other than a, a natural, a natural feature of uh, the earth there under the water, that it could be something uh, belonging to our own military, or possibly it's just a natural feature that's being utilized by our own uh, submarine force. Dennett approaches the topic from the other side, saying, I've collected probably 50 or 100 reports of people who have seen UFOs going in and out of the water there. Still, he expresses some doubt. My problem is that Google images <clears throat> are coming out different depending on what viewpoint you're looking at this from. Some show a tunnel, some don't. While he acknowledges that he hasn't gone down to explore the structure, Dennett remains optimistic about it being something extraterrestrial. I'm very intrigued by the possibility, says I'm convinced there's something down there. Well, I would also put forth um, the notion maybe this thing isn't an alien base, but possibly it's a landmark that these USOs are using uh, as an entry and exit point. Maybe this thing happens to be right where some sort of interdimensional wormhole or some some thing that they're using to facilitate their travel between dimensions. Maybe this... Maybe this uh, anomaly that we see there is not a base in the sense of a base where they're parking USOs, but possibly it's a landmark or possibly just the geolocation of it is what they need to get in and out of our dimension. It goes on, it says, Among the many discussions of this mysterious area over the years, Dennett and Stanley's coverage 
remain at the for, at the forefront. And then it goes on and talks about that a little bit. The point is this: the whole topic of USOs, I I have to think is a little bit under, a little bit underreported, but it seems to be just as real a phenomenon as UFOs. Therefore, it's definitely worth our study. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.